This is Derek Pauly, a.k.a. Volley Pauly, from the Pauly's Pickens Podcast, and you're listening to Tap Outs and Touchdowns. That's right, everybody. It's another live football episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns. It's your guy, Bully Rye. And before we start the show, because I know I know you're seeing a new face on the screen, but before we start the show, I want to take a second and thank everybody uh, who came and started following the show today. I put something out on Facebook asking my friends to to share the podcast with their friends, and I more than doubled in size. I am upwards. Of, I am over the 500 mark of of followers. So I want to thank all of my new followers that came in. And, and started following the show today. Uh, we are we are actually a couple minutes early, so there's probably why people haven't started rolling in quite yet. But if you are watching the show live, uh, whether it's facebook.com slash tapouts and touchdowns, the YouTube channel at tapouts and touchdowns, or X at tapouts and TDs, make sure you leave comments in the thread and, and you can be a part of the conversation. Uh, and without further ado, as you can tell, that is not Baker Bill sitting to uh, to my proverbial left tonight. Uh, I guess it's right on the screen. I'm not sure. Um, Baker Bill is on a boat once again, taking a little anniversary trip with the wife. So I'm sure he'll be back nice and uh, and non rested after his full week of rest, or however he's long he's going to be gone. So I've decided to ask my co-host of the Cat Cave, uh, my Carolina Panthers podcast, hosted over on the Keep Pounding Podcast Network and the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel. Shannon Smith will be joining us to talk football tonight. Shannon, what's going on, bud? Man, let me tell you, I've been looking forward to this show. I've watched it for the past few weeks. You guys have done some good stuff. Now, let's hope that I do just as good a job as Banker Bill. Hopefully, he's enjoying his anniversary trip. But hopefully, I do just as good as he does. Listen, it doesn't take much to do better than Banker Bill, okay? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Listen, (laughs) Bill gives me the business every week on this show. Oh, I know. (laughs) So, um, and I believe he's actually watching it tonight. Uh, He's given over a like on Facebook. So, Bill, if you're you're watching, come in, in, you know, get involved in the comments like we like to do with with the rest of the audience. Uh, But without further ado, once again, if you come in and watch the live show, uh, leave a comment, uh, questions, anything you want us to talk about. I'll leave a comment wherever it is that you're watching, and we'll read your comments on the show, and you can be a part of the conversation. So without further ado, let's get into some college football talk. College football week 11 has come and gone, and there is a new number one atop of the college football playoff, and they are the Georgia Bulldogs after a shellacking of previously ninth-ranked Ole Miss. Georgia jumps atop the leaderboard of the college football playoff rankings. A couple other moves inside the top 10. Missouri yeah. moves into the top 10 at 9, Ooh. and Louisville jumps in at 10. Shannon, uh, what are your thoughts on the college football playoff top 10? Uh, did they get did, did the committee get it right moving Georgia into the top spot? I think so. I mean, I really feel like Georgia's in the league of their own. I really see them, you know, getting the repeat this year. Uh, that's hard for me to say. Mm-hmm. But I really think that they can repeat this year. So, good move. Good move, I got to say. But how about Mizzou? 
Missouri, man. How about Mizzou? They oh, you talk about a team that kind of came out of nowhere. Like it was one of those like as a South Carolina fan coming at the end of last year, we expected Missouri to be one of those games that were winnable. Yeah. And then they started just beating everybody. They gave Georgia a hard time. And listen, Georgia started off real slow this season, right? Yeah. Uh, they struggled. They they trailed South Carolina 14 to 3 at halftime. Exactly. They trailed Auburn at one point in that game for, a, for actually a pretty long time. So it took Georgia a while to sort of come into their own, including beating Missouri. Mm-hmm. But Missouri, man, coming out of nowhere uh, to now be in the, in the top 10. It's, it's unlikely that they make the college football playoff because yeah. they're not going to win the East. Yeah. Um, and, and there's too many teams ahead of them that would have to have some sort of tremendous failure oh, in order to, to, to make the playoff. A couple of comments in the chat. Uh, Baker Bill's wife, Shauna, says that he's driving, so he's not going to be able to come into the comments with us. Uh, Baker Bill's sister, Tara, is in here. Uh, hello, Tara. Welcome, welcome again. And then my friend Heather. Uh, is in the chat. Appreciate you watching and, and, and joining us to talk some football. Um, listen, Shannon, before we move on to a few college football topics here, uh, we've got the top 10. The only thing that changed was Georgia jumped Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Uh, of those top five, we are going to have one more one-loss team as Ohio State or Michigan yep. will knock each other from the unbeaten. Is there a team in the top 10 right now that you think has absolutely no chance of making the college football playoff? And is there one team that you think has a chance to maybe sneak in over one of the teams ranked in that top five that are undefeated right now? My no-chance team, I would have to go with Louisville, mm-hmm. will be my no-chance team. I like Louisville. I really do, and that's hard for me to say, being that my squad is the charter member of the ACC. I like Louisville, but I like Florida State a little more than I do Louisville. And I think if they do meet Florida State in the ACC championship, Florida State will give them the business. Mm-hmm. Now, if there is a squad that I think could sneak into, that can sneak into it, I got to go with Oregon. I got to go with Oregon. I mean, I can't really say that I trust Florida State enough to beat an Oregon squad. And Oregon's really, really showing that they're a versatile squad. They've got a very wonderful offense. The defense could use a little work, but when they're throwing down points like that, I think they're safe, especially in college football. If you're throwing points down like that, nine times out of ten, you're going to be fine. But I think Oregon might be my team that has the chance to get into that uh, Final Four spot. I think they do. Yeah, they, they're going to have to take out Washington in the Pac-12 championship game, mm-hmm. uh, which is crazy because we're talking about two of the top six being out of the Pac-12 that will not be in the Pac-12 exactly. uh, this time next year. Again, if you're if you're live with us on the show, make sure you leave a comment below uh, so that we can read your comment on the air. Uh, Trey Toll is coming in the chat. He'd like to see Texas get in. Uh, it'd be yep. interesting to see the scenario that would have to play out for Texas. Have you been hearing... Have you been hearing the stuff about Arch Manning transferring? Well, he hasn't actually gotten to Texas quite yet, has he? And that's the bad part right there, man. You know, I've been, I was seeing a little bit of it on on social media talking about Arch Manning transferring. I'm like, dog, is he even there yet? Uh, No, he's not. I think he'd be coming in next year, real quick. We got a, we got a, we got a fun friend in the chat, fellow (laughs) co host of the Cat Cave. Michael Davis coming in, not a fan of Shannon's attire after last week. 
How about that goal line catch inter, inter, interception or, or you know not being reviewed? Ah, uh, we'll on. get we'll get to talk about that here in a second. Michael Nisbet Davis, welcome. Had his hands on that ball right there. They ran that back about four times. Nisbet had his hands on that ball. Now don't be salty there, MD. Don't be yeah. salty. That's good stuff. <laughs> um, and then Volley Polly, he's gonna be joining us here in a minute. Says he likes Shannon's attire uh, just fine. Uh, yeah, listen to to your point. I think Oregon's got a shot. Um, I, I I like the prospect of four undefeateds finishing the year undefeated. Um, what what chaos, what chaos is going to happen is if Michigan beats Ohio State and then loses in the Big Ten championship Ooh. game. Georgia <laughs> runs the table and loses to Alabama mm. in the SEC championship game. Mm. Washington uh, loses to Oregon in the Pac-12 after Oregon uh, somehow loses a game towards the end of the year. Florida State loses to Louisville in the ACC championship. I mean, a lot of stuff would need to happen for chaos to really go crazy and for Texas to sort of sneak sneak back up like Trey Tolles was hoping to find out or hoping right. to see. Um, let's move on because there's some storylines in college football that we need to kind of talk about here. We mentioned Michigan a couple times. Jim Harbaugh has yeah. been suspended indefinitely by the Big Ten for the investigation into alleged – uh, sign stealing, and, and it's not just regular sign stealing. It's giving a giving a guy on staff tickets to go to another school and scout another team from the stands. Uh, listen, Shannon, I, I got to know. Does Jim Harbaugh, like, he's ready to go talk in court about this. Like, they're taking this to court. Um, what do you think should happen to Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines uh, if if it does come to find out that like they were doing some heavy duty actual cheating here. Now, first of all, I got to give love to Jim Harbaugh as he dug my 49ers out of a bad spot and got us to the Super Bowl. He was a great coach, loved him. I really wish that he would have stayed in San Francisco, but you know, it is what it is. He got a raw deal by the York family. Nah, you know, but he did find Michigan. He already had him in line. He knew, but man, I didn't know it was that extensive that they were sending someone to games to go steal these teams' signs. In my opinion, look, I understand, you know, I look, we grew up in the steroid era of baseball. Mm -hmm. You and I both grew up in that era. Yep. Now, look, I know steroids enhance the body. We both know that. Everybody knows that. But steroids don't come in a hitting tutorial in them when you take them. Mm -hmm. So the thing about it is, is that players dictate what happens on the field. We all know that. But if you give them a heads up beforehand, you might have the odds go in your favor. If you know what the other team is going to throw at you, the odds are probably going to be in your favor a little more. Now, Jim Harbaugh is ready to go and testify. He's ready to say, hey, I got me a lawyer. Let's lawyer up. I mean, if my man is wanting to do that, he might have another. He might have a, a an argument on his hands. Just hope he doesn't, doesn't do a Rocky Palmero. I never took steroids, and then they found out that he done it. Let's yeah. just hope that won't happen. <laughs> I mean, listen, uh, sign stealing happens, right? Yes. Like people, you're everybody's looking for a competitive advantage. I think the way they went about it was was clearly against NCAA rules. Has to be. But I mean, listen, Miami was was hiring like hookers on boats and they never got in trouble for it. 
and unfortunately, North Carolina was making up fake classes, and they never got in trouble for it. Go on. So, I mean, there's there's plenty of teams. That, the only person, apparently, that is a, allowed to get, like, actual punishment handed down is Reggie Bush. Get that man back. Yeah. Man, but, you know, even though I'm not a fan of, of USC, I wasn't a fan of Reggie Bush going into the league the way that he was. That's some bull, man. Yep. If O.J. Simpson can keep his Heisman Trophy, let that man have his damn trophy. Man, Come you on, went man. there. Yes, you went there. I, it, it had to be done. Run, run it had to be done. Listen, be. Uh, if you're if you're in the live stream, make sure you leave a comment. We can we can read it live on the air. Uh, we're gonna get some to some fantasy football talk later in the show. Uh, Michael Davis coming back. Big Ten is jealous of Harbaugh's <laughs> success. Let him on the sidelines, win the natty, and stick it to him. I'm I'm loving Michael Davis in in the chat tonight. Uh, let's move on to the next the next. I'm, we're not gonna talk, spend a lot of time on it. Uh, Oklahoma State shocked Oklahoma and essentially knocked Oklahoma out of the college football playoff last week, mm. only to follow it up by a 45 to 3 drubbing Ooh. by UCF. Ooh. Ooh. Shannon, thoughts? Shout out. I, to I don't know how to present that other than like, what <laughs> did Oklahoma just completely like leave everything for the Oklahoma game and just forget to show up to UCF? Where they I, really over? Think, like, I think they did. I, I really think they did. Shout out to R.J. Harvey. 206 yards and three touchdowns on the ground and a 92-yarder that circulated ESPN for one whole weekend. That was a beautiful run. John Plumley, 299 yards, three touchdowns. Kobe Hudson, 75-yard touchdown catch. Alan Bowman, three picks. Three interceptions. It was bad. I mean, it was, it was horrible, man. I mean, give it up to Central Florida for winning that because they went in there. One score pretty much had Central Florida saying, okay, we can do this. If, if I'm not mistaken, I think UCF is joining the Big 12. Yes, uh, they are. So this is uh – -oh. there's going to be some bad blood here oh, going buddy. forward. <laughs> Uh, Volley Polly in the chat agreeing with both of us regarding Oklahoma State. Uh, let's move on here real quick because this is probably the biggest storyline out of college football outside of the Jim Harbaugh situation. Texas A&M beats Mississippi State 51 to nothing. The next day, Texas A&M <laughs> fires Jimbo Fisher. And then the next day, Mississippi State fires their first-year head coach, taking over for, a, for, a, for the late, um, and I can't believe I can't say his name, um, down there in Mississippi's Mike Leach for the late yep. Mike Leach. I have never seen a team win by 41 and fire the coach, fire the head coach the next day. <laughs> and the dude is going to make $26,000 a day for the next six years to not coach for Texas A&M. I mean, I know that the Texas oh. money is deep. Yes. But $76 million. million Come on, man. I mean, does Jimbo Fisher coach football ever again? <laughs> no, he shouldn't. To be honest with you, if if that's what happens right there, you know what? Forfeit the game. Go to ESPN. Go to ESPN. Be an analyst. Just forfeit the game right there, man. And the bad part about it is they were, they were 500. They were 500 squad. And, I mean, okay, I think they probably might be feeling a little some type of way after Jimbo and them lost to Appalachian State last year. They might be feeling some type of way about that. You know, shout out to ASU. I got good folk and family there, and that's MD's alma mater on top of that, too. But, man, you know, 
they won and you get fired. I mean, I got a buddy, big Florida State fan, my boy Frank despised Jimbo for leaving Florida State for Texas A&M. I asked his thoughts on it. He said he deserved it. Yeah, real quick, a couple comments. Volley Polly Jimbo pulls a Dan Mullen. Uh, yeah, I, I don't listen. I don't. I mean, Dan. They're talking about Dan Mullen being a candidate to go back to Mississippi State. And who knows there? And then Pedro Guillen back in the chat. Happy to see Jimbo leave. Didn't like how Coach Nova, uh, Coach Norvell's name came up in the replacement talk. Uh, be big mad and feel some type of way towards Texas A&M. No. Uh, and then a-, a Ron Thompson, former guest of the show, three time. Guest picker wants to know what I'm sipping on. Ooh. It's water, man. I'm still trying to keep my voice um, from being <laughs> sick two weeks ago. Uh, real quick, because we got a lot still to get to. Um, I wanted to bring this up because you were going to be on the show. Uh, North Carolina holds off Duke in double overtime, prevents the two-point conversion, and the Tar Heels get a big win over Duke. Uh, I know you're really happy about this, Shannon, so I'll give you the floor here. Man, I'm going to tell you what. Okay. First of all, for everyone out there, a Duke fan gave birth to me 37 years ago. Tried to convert me. It didn't work. I had uncles that were big Carolina fans. Now, my mom and I, I'm going to tell you what, it was basketball. You know, of course, it was basketball. We're we're big basketball people in my house. I love football. Uh, Mom loves football. But Carolina Duke is synonymous with basketball. Yeah, I know. It went to the point where mom and I used to watch both games together. Then it turned into one. And now it turned into none. We, we can't do it. We're combustible elements. We cannot do it. This whole week, my mom got in my ear and said, Riley Leonard's going to take the Liberty Bell from you. It's going to happen. It's finally going to happen. Mom went to bed. Mom went to bed in the fourth quarter. Got up. I talked a lot of junk. <laughs> I talked a lot of junk. Boy, I chirped it hard. And another thing, my good friend who actually was my seventh grade teacher, Mr. Dillinger, who I eat with every other Monday. He's got to buy shots because he's a big Duke fan. He says, whoever gets the winner, buy shots next Monday. Guess what, man? (laughs) Somebody's going to get accidentally drunk on Monday. Uh, Real quick, Pedro coming back in the chat. Hell of a game. If you're watching the show live, leave a comment wherever you're watching, Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, uh, and we'll read them on the air. Join the conversation Aaron wants to give you a compliment. 37, you don't look like day over 25. Oh, so, man. Yo, so man. good stuff. I appreciate that, man, for real. But I wear my age well. If you saw me, you can see the gray in the beard, you know. So, But I appreciate you, man, for real. I do. Very, very creative lighting. We got it. We got some more viewers <laughs> in. Make sure if you're, if you're watching the show live, leave a comment and join the conversation uh, for this live show. Let's talk NFL Week 10. Uh, some storylines to sort of follow here. Highest scoring game in the NFL, and my Lions got the dub over the Chargers. They went out and signed Bruce Irvin, yeah, uh, a, a veteran pass rusher to this defense. Uh, is this more of, a, of an inclination of how good the Lions are, or more of a the same old same old with the Chargers uh, consistently, you know, annually failing to to meet their expectations year after year? Now, Ryan, what have I been telling you when we were on the Cat Cave? What did I tell you? The Lions are on a mission. No, not the Red Wings. No, not the Pistons. And definitely not the Tigers, who finished with a sub-500 record in the Cupcake Division, looking at you, American League Central. Remember that. Remember that. They're on a mission, man, for real. Jared Goff, 333 yards, two touchdowns. Now, him and him and uh, Justin Herbert 
had a gunslinging match. That was a huge oh, man. It was wonderful. And Justin Herbert is earning every bit of his money stats-wise, but not wins-wise. That's the only bad part about it, man. I mean, I think it is the same old, same old with the San Diego Chargers. A lot of offense, but just not enough wins to show for it. I don't want Justin Herbert to be Phillip Rivers, but it might be the case. It just might be. A lot of passing yards, a lot of stats, but no rings. Well, uh, Volley Polly saying Amon Ra really helped him out in fantasy. Listen, I had Amon Ra and Keenan Allen in my main league, and they combined Woo! for 70 points. I, I, I beat the, the tar out of, uh, I believe it was Aaron, uh, who I played last week. He wants to know when, uh, when Detroit is finally going to fire Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator, because they, they seem to be very poor. So listen, I think the addition of Bruce Irvin is going to be good for this defense. It is. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Chelsea coming in the chat. What's up, Chelsea? Nice to see you in here tonight. Um, let's go to the next next topic here in NFL. Uh, we'll, we'll scoot by some of these. The Texans shocked the Bengals. C.J. Stroud, fourth quarter comeback, game-winning field goal to knock off the Bengals. Uh, are the Texans for real, or are they just – are they just catching fire here in C.J. Stroud's rookie season? I think they're catching fire right here, man. I think they are. You know, C.J. Stroud was ice water in the veins uh, this past week, man. He's been fired the whole time. I really think he's in a very good system right now. I mean, D'Amico Ryans is doing wonderful stuff in Houston. I think they're catching fire at the right time. I mean, I'm not going to take anything away from this squad because they're contending for the, the AFC South. They won't win it. I think Jacksonville has got it, but they are contending right now. And CJ Stroud is going to be offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, you talk about uh, you talk about AFC divisions. Uh, it's hard to make out with the Bengals uh, who the Bengals are because there's weeks when they look like world beaters, like the Bengals we know them to be, and then there's weeks where Joe Burrow loses to a rookie quarterback, uh, uh-huh. especially when when one of the, the best talented young receivers. For Houston, didn't play in this game. Nico Collins was out with an injury. Let's be one of the other teams in the NFC, or I'm sorry, the AFC North. The Browns knock off the Ravens. The Ravens have looked unbeatable for a while, but in doing so, lose to Sean Watson. This is a, this is a pretty big story to tell. Uh, it was reported that Deshaun Watson played two and a half quarters of this game mm-hmm. with a fractured shoulder and a high ankle sprain. Listen, you can make the jokes about the massage parlors and the bad press <laughs> that Deshaun Watson gets. I was going to leave that alone. I was this is really impressive. To beat a Ravens team with a, with a really, really good record. Absolutely. Um, and, and for him to come out and play this way, like, what are your thoughts on Deshaun Watson? And what, are you thought, what are your thoughts on the Browns going the rest of the way without him the rest of the season? A lot of people got to understand that Watt can ball. That man can play. I mean, the the man came from an AFC championship, from an AFC championship squad with Houston. The man can ball. So, I mean, leave that alone. Yeah, I, I know people feel some type of way about what happened, and Houston was wrong for that. And, and that's another story for another time. Houston was wrong for that. They know they were. But it, it, it's just it's just bad, man, because, you know, he, he pulled a Steve McNair type game. He wasn't going to take himself out until they had no choice but to carry him off. So, yeah. Big ups to the D. Watt on that one. I mean, he was ice water in this game, but you know, sometimes the body gives out, you know. But he got 230 30 mil. Yeah, listen, the Browns have a really good defense. They're going to yeah. have to rely on the run game going forward if they're going to have an opportunity to, to make the playoffs and, and make a play at this division. Uh, real quick, let's go back one second. Pedro Guillen comes back in the chat. Brady made a bet with CJ Stroud. 
one of his Super Bowl rings against CJ's youth in the Ohio State Michigan game. That's hilarious. Ooh. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a fun joke there. Um, all right, last last thing we're going to talk about in the NFL. We're going to take a break here. Um, the Broncos beat the Bills on Monday Night Football. Josh Allen is not who. I, who was it? Was it uh, Green? Why can I say his Denny first Green. name? Denny Green. Denny Green. Yes, Josh Allen is who we thought he was. He has three turnovers in this game. And the worst part about it is that Denver comes to kick a field goal to end regulation, misses the field goal. Buffalo's got 12 men on the field. They fired the OC after this game. I hope he was the one responsible for counting guys on the sideline, <laughs> on the field. Because I know Josh Allen is not the Josh Allen everybody thought he was. Ugh. But what a bad loss for the Buffalo Bills. Pedro comes in the chat. Denver was so quick with a field goal formation. Listen, I got to give him credit. They did it twice in this game, they except sure for he missed. Um, he missed uh, the, the the first one, and then Bali uh, Polly Baker Bill has proven right about about Josh Allen. Yeah. I'm sure he's going to love hearing more about how he's being right. Um, real quick, give me your top two AFC teams and your top two NFC teams through Week Ten in the NFL. Okay, I got in the AFC. I got Baltimore, and then I unfortunately I don't like the pick, but I was wavering between. Them in Miami, but I got to go with Kansas City still. As long as Patrick Mahomes is upright walking, Kansas City is still contending. And then the NFC, of course, I got the Philadelphia Eagles. And you're going to love this, Ryan, because I picked them over my squad, the 49ers. But the Detroit Lions are the number two in the NFC. Until my guys can prove it, until my guys can put it together, Detroit's got the second spot in the NFC. I'll give you mine. Listen, I think Baltimore gets a lot of home cooking when they're at home as far as officiating goes. Thanks. Cleveland was able to overcome that and get this win. Uh, I don't have them as the number number one or number two team. I've got Kansas City and Miami Ooh. as your top two teams in the AFC. Devin Achan should be back from Miami this week. So yes. you're going to get to see that speedy rookie that, honestly, he would have been the one competing with, with C.J. Stroud for Offensive Rookie of the Year Absolutely. had he not missed games due to a sprained knee. In the NFC, you're going to like this. I've got the Niners and the Lions. I know the Niners have three losses, but again, Philly, like 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 Baltimore, gets the home cook and officiating. When they're not playing at home, they're not going to get that same treatment. Uh, and then uh, and then I've got San Francisco when they're healthy, when they've got everybody on the field, they've got one of the best offenses in the NFL, yes. and they all they did was add more power to that defense, getting Chase Young at the trade deadline. One more yeah. comment: We're going to go to break. Pedro says KC, Miami, Philly, and the 49ers. As his top four. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to do uh, podcast pickums. Bali Polly will be that with us. Former guest of the show. I still owe him a t-shirt from winning the, the pick'em contest for last year. We're going to do podcast pickums. We got Bill's picks uh, to go along with, with Shannon and Bali Polly. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with podcast pickums right here on Tap House and Touchdowns. This episode is brought to you by Carolina Business Equipment. With offices in Charleston, Greenville, Columbia, and Florence, Carolina Business Equipment can supply your copiers, computers, and printers anywhere in the state of South Carolina. Call my personal best friend, Aaron Thompson, at 843-452-8761 for a quote today, and make sure you tell him that Ryan from Tap House and Touchdown sent you. Carolina Business Equipment, you worry about your business, let us handle your technology. Tap House and Touchdowns is your guy, Billy Rye alongside my friend Shannon Smith with us tonight. And we are at Podcast Pick'ems, where we're going to pick 
games in the in the, in the in the world of college and pro football. Before we get into those games, let's look at the standings here. I made up a game on Bill last week. Uh, as Bill went two and three, I went three and two. So your standings go 35 and 19 and one for Baker Bill, 34, 20 and one for myself. The guest pickers, including you, Shannon Smith, 34, 16 and one. Shannon, uh, you've got a low bar to set for yourself tonight because when you were on the show, you went one and four. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're expecting some bigger things out of you this week. But without further ado, uh, he is a former guest of the show. He, he tied one of our contests last year in doing NFL and college football picks. And he is joining us back here on the show of Polly's Pick'em's podcast. Volley Polly rejoining us on the show. Rocking the Barry Sanders jersey. Volley mm-hmm. Polly, what's going on tonight, bud? I mean, just uh, I'm glad to be here. Uh, Shannon, glad to meet you. Bully, glad to... Uh... Glad to do this again with you earlier in the season because normally I'm at the end of your seasons. Yep, I knew I was going to get you worked in at some point. I'm glad you were able to to work your schedule around to get to it. Uh, Let's go ahead and get started here. We got five games to pick. Let's start off in the world of college football. Number 22, Utah at number 17, Arizona. This line started off half a point favorite for Arizona. The line has since moved to one. Arizona has reeled off a really good late season push Utah sort of kind of dwindling down the stretch. Uh, I'll go ahead and give you mine and Bill's picks. Cause we actually agreed on every pick this week. We're both taking Arizona. We're both taking the wildcats this week. Shannon, I'm gonna let you start us off here. Who you got Arizona hosting Utah. Arizona's won four straight games and should have beat South Southern Cal and Washington. They should have won those games. The Utes lost a heartbreaker last week. I got the wildcats to seven. All right, uh, Volley Polly, who you got here? Arizona hosting Utah. Uh, and looking at what ESPN was saying, you, they had Utah fifty-seven percent mm-hmm. uh, points per game. Utah's only scoring twenty-five points a game. Arizona's scoring thirty-one. Now the turnover is more in Utah's favor. They're plus six. Arizona is minus four. Just on that alone, I'm gonna go against the grain. I'm gonna give uh, Utah. Uh, I'm going to give Utah in a close one. All right. Uh, Volley probably the only one taking Utah this week. I like I like that pick, honestly. Okay. Let's see. We got okay. another another chat. Uh, Aaron Thompson coming in. Arizona wins by a touchdown or more. Um, he also wanted to go back and say when Debo plays, the Niners are scary. Let's go back yep. here. Uh, the next college game, a big showdown in the Pac-12. Oregon State, the number 11 team in the college football playoff rankings. A two-and-a-half-point favorite against the number five Washington Huskies. Polly, I'm going to let you start us off here. Who you got here? The number five team in the country, a road underdog against Pac-12 foe Oregon State. I can see why Oregon State would be uh, favored. Uh, going back to the turnovers, they're plus 10. Washington's minus two. Uh, if you get a lot of takeaways, you're probably going to put yourself in position to win a lot of games. Uh, Washington's outscoring them a little bit points per game. Uh, Penix Jr.'s got a better completion percentage. <laughs> I, I'm probably going to go with Washington on this one. Uh, slim margin. All right, Shannon, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you know. Both Bill and I have taken Washington as well. Uh, so, Shannon, what say you? Uh, Washington, a road dog at Oregon State. I would love to lead course to you guys and say not so fast, my friend. 
but I really can't. Washington finds their way out of almost every single scenario of losing a game that I've seen in any school in college football. I got to go with Washington, but I think this time Washington gets it decisively. They go two touchdowns. They win by two touchdowns. I'm digging it. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, th- I, don't, I think Washington playing tight games hasn't gotten the respect they deserve. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so uh, yeah, I like Washington big here too. Let's go over to the NFL. We got some some fun divisional games this weekend. Starting off on Thursday night football, the Bengals at the Ravens. The Ravens a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. I mentioned it earlier. The Ravens get some of the biggest calls uh, in when they play home games. Real quick, Aaron wants to make it sure everybody knows. Washington and whatever the over is. He's expecting a high-scoring game in that game. Uh, Shannon, I must, you know what? I'm going to start us off here. Both Bill and I have taken Baltimore. I'm taking Baltimore primarily because of the home cook officiating that they're about to get here against the Bengals. Not to mention the Bengals coming off a loss at Houston. The way that they lost that game, uh, I think that they're going to sort of be – they're going to they're have this, this Houston hangover. Shout-out to Booker T. Um, <laughs> in Baltimore. Shannon, let's start off with you here. Then you got uh, Baltimore three and a half point home favorite against the Bengals. I think the offensive line that the Bengals have got has got Joe running for his life, like we talked about in the Cat Cave this yeah. week. I really think that it's starting to catch up with Joe and the Bengals. I got the Ravens winning this game, and the Ravens will win it. I would say by two touchdowns. I'm right there with you, Volley Polly. What say you? I agree with Shannon right there. The two t- touchdowns are going to win big. Uh, I don't know if y'all know this. Well, y'all might. Uh, Lamar has the second highest completion percentage in the NFL so far. He does. I, I did a little bit of homework. Uh, let's see. Burrow's, Burrow's number 14. Um, uh, the uh, offensive rushing Baltimore is number one, a uh, 20th passing. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to lose to two uh, Ohio teams in a row. Give me Baltimore by at least two touchdowns as well. Aaron wants everybody to know. He says no T Higgins, no problem for the Bengals. Thinks the Bengals get the win on the road on Thursday night football. We'll loving see. the loving the risk taken over there by Aaron Thompson. Now let's go over to Sunday one o'clock kickoff. The other two teams in the AFC North facing off as the Steelers travel to Cleveland to take on the Browns. This game started off, if I'm not mistaken, a three and a half point favorite game for Cleveland. Now that it's been announced that Deshaun Watson is out for the rest of the season, this game has gone down to a mere single point, you might as well call it a pick em. Mm-hmm. Polly, I'm going to let you start us off here. Here you got Steelers at Browns Sunday at 1 o'clock. I was rolling with the – you know, I'm, I'm still going to roll with Cleveland, even with uh, P.J. Walker. He's not going to be uh, the quarterback either. It's going to be Dorian yeah, the, Thompson. Yep, that's it. Dorian Thompson is going to be the starter in Cleveland. And then look, pulling up some stats and doing some research, uh, total yards per game, Pittsburgh uh, – they're ranked 28th total defense yards per game, giving up same 28. That's not a recipe for success. Uh, Kenny Pickett, I think he's probably better than Dorian, but I, I'm, I'm going to give uh, Cleveland at least a field goal. Yeah, listen, I think I think Cleveland's defense is enough to stymie uh, Kenny Pickett and the, and the Steelers' offense. The Steelers somehow have a winning record like they do every single year. <laughs> under under Mike Tomlin, uh, but both Bill and I have the Browns getting this game. Uh, Shannon, what say you? Uh, Steelers on the road here at divisional foe Cleveland. The Steelers haven't really impressed me this year. You know, I know they're a young team, a work in progress. Mike Tomlin 
wonderful coach, but this is going to be a super ugly game with the Browns winning by a field goal. Man, there is no separation outside of Bali Poly uh, taking Utah in, in these games. Let's go over to Monday Night Football to book in the weekend of football here. The Philadelphia Eagles going on the road, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs off of a bye week. The Chiefs are a three-point home favorite. I'm going to go ahead and start us off here because Bill and I both have the Chiefs covering the spread. Again, Philadelphia is not going to get the same calls at home. Kansas City will more than likely get a lot of home cooking. Coming off a of bye week, Travis Kelsey banged up early in the year. He's had a chance to get healthy again. They've got some, some time to, to work back in McCole Hardman into this offense along with uh, Rasheed Rice sort of coming into his own here uh, for this for this Chiefs offense. Listen, it's not the Chiefs offense that is that is winning games for the for the for, for Kansas City this year. It is their defense, a sneaky good defense, which is why I'm taking uh, Kansas City uh, to get a win uh, over the the Eagles by more than three uh, on Monday Night Football. Shannon, what say you here? Eagles at Chiefs. Chiefs a three point home favorite. Before I pick, I want to give two apologies right here. I want to apologize to Miami, to the Miami Dolphins, because I mispronounced their quarterback the last time I was on Tap House and Touchdowns. I know his name. Sorry about that. And number two, I want to apologize to Jalen Hurts for saying that he had the ghost of Tua Tungabailoa in the back of his mind. This time around, he does not have that ghost, and he's going to get Kansas City. They're going to get Kansas City at home, and Philadelphia is going to win it. By three touchdowns, I believe. You think Philly wins this game at Kansas City by three touchdowns? I think they're going to win it. But uh, here's the thing. I don't want Philadelphia to win this game, but I've slipped on Jalen Hurts too daggum long. I need to stop it. He's shown my guys what he can do. He's shown Tua what he can do. I think Jalen Hurts is for real. And plus, I want another guy kind of like Randall Cunningham when I was a kid. That was my favorite quarterback growing up. I think Jalen Hurts is the heir apparent. All right, Volley Polly, he got here. Eagles on the road at the Chiefs. Well, Ryan, like you said, it's been the defense for Kansas City. Uh, both uh, Kansas City and Philadelphia have been getting after the uh, quarterback. Uh, Kansas City's got 31 sacks. Philadelphia's got uh, 30 sacks. Uh, tied for third and tied for fifth, respectively. Now, Hurts has a better completion percentage. Mahomes has more yards. Uh, DeAndre Swift. Has the seventh most rushing yards so far. Uh, AJ Brown's second in receiving yards. Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco. He's <laughs> he's fifteenth, and Kelsey's tw ranked twenty third. I know Arrowhead's tough to play in, but Philadelphia didn't. Don't their fans boo? Or didn't their fans boo Santa Claus at one point? Yes, they did. They booed oh, yeah. Santa Claus. Oh yeah. <laughs> With that being said, I don't think Philadelphia is gonna beat them by, what, two or three touchdowns, like you said, Shannon. I think it'll be a little bit closer than that. I'd say probably five or less that uh, Philadelphia's going to win. So you're gonna taking go. the Eagles as well? Yeah. All right. All right. So there's a little bit of separation here. You guys taking the Eagles and Banker Bill and my myself taking the Chiefs. Um, that's podcast pick. It was Bolly Polly before we let you go. Is there anything you want to plug, anybody you want to shout out here uh, before we say goodbye to you for the evening? Uh, I just want to plug in my Polly's uh, Probables, part of Polly's Pickums over on the uh, Facebook page. Uh, how Ryan does his buys and sells where he picks uh, a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and a tight end to buy, and then a tight end uh, all the same to sell. 
I just have a you know quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, defense, and kicker. So I saw his idea, admittedly so, uh, but I don't go looking for the matchups and do the low hanging fruit, as Bill says, UD Ryan. I just uh, what what I do is I pick a team and a position. If they're not on by, I'll see who that uh, starter is, quarterback, uh, wide receiver, whoever, and then I'll roll with it. And I'm actually doing pretty good compared to last year. I I was dumpster fire ass juice last year. So I'm, <laughs> I'm over 500 so far. So uh, if you want to, and y'all are more than welcome to come over and do Polly's Pickums, Polly's Probables, whatever, over there on Facebook. Yeah. Listen, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. So yes, I appreciate me uh, influencing you and, and, and inspiring you to go and do podcast, uh, your Polly's Pickums and your Polly's Probables. Uh, Volley Polly, we will have you on the show again. Uh, thank you for letting me off the hook for the time being with a T-shirt. I'm sure we will get you there at one point. Uh, and with that, we say goodbye to you. Thanks for being here, man. Appreciate it. Later, guys. Have a good evening. Yeah, man. Too, bud. And that's Volley Polly uh, from the Polly's Pickums podcast. Uh, real quick, before I take our final break, uh, Aaron wanted to make a couple more comments The between the Steelers and the Browns. Both teams are over cheering. Take the under. He doesn't carry wins. He also thinks Jalen Hurts will play conservative with injuries. Got the Chiefs by a touchdown, mm-hmm. and he wants to make it a point. Tug uh, by Loa. Uh, <laughs> he wanted to make sure he it was one time, man. He did. He did time. the. He wanted to make sure he got the phonetics out there. All right, <laughs> we're gonna take a final break. When we come back, we are talking all things fantasy football. We are talking bullies, buys, and sells. Even without Bill here, he's given his factor crap sent to us. And then we've had some questions on social media uh, that we are gonna answer. And if you are watching live and you have questions at the last minute, put them in the chat. We will read them on the air. We will talk about them. So stay tuned. We are talking all things fantasy football for the next 20 minutes when we come back right here on Tap Outs and Touchdowns. Established in 2008, One Stop Repairs in North Charleston, South Carolina is your one-stop shop for all of your electronic repair needs. Specializing in cell phones, tablets, computers, laptops, and game consoles, One Stop Repairs offers reputable and quality service with the quickest turnaround time and the most competitive prices in the low country. You can find them on Google with an exceptional 4.9 star rating or on Facebook by searching for One Stop Repairs. Call for a quote today at 843-343-6310. That's the number one, One Stop Repairs. We are back with Tap House and Touchdowns. It's your guy, Bully Rye, along with Shannon Smith. This week, Volley Polly wants to thank us for having him. Uh, glad that you got to be here to make picks with us. Now, we are here to talk all things fantasy football for the next 20 minutes or so of the show. If you're watching live, make sure you leave those questions in in with us in the chat so we can talk about them live on the air. Without further ado, Shannon, I'm sure you've seen the show, so you know how it works. Bullies buys and sells, in fact, are crap. Um, Bill's gotten in my head this season, and I had a very bad week last week. Two and six. It wasn't my best week, but it also wasn't my worst week this season. Okay. Listen, Brock Purdy and Montgomery had bigger games than I expected them to. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, Brock Purdy. I started him this week over uh, with Mahomes on the bye. Yep. So. Listen, I started him too. Like, I had no choice. Tua was on a bye. Uh, I started Jared Goff in one league over Brock Purdy. It only Ooh. cost me about five points. I still won that game. Yeah. And in my other league, Purdy's my only quarterback. I started uh, Will Levis the week when Brock Purdy was on 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 a bye, and uh, man, I looked really good. I went three and I went fantasy football last week. Uh, so let's get right into it here. Bullies buys and sells. 
We're going to start off with bullies, buys, and sells here for week 11. And we're going to start off at quarterback. And we're going to go with quarterback Josh Dobbs of the Minnesota Vikings projected 22.4 points. Here's my notes on Josh Dobbs. What a season this yes. guy is having. He's hit his current projection five times in 10 games, including both of his games with the Vikings, despite coming in relief only after having been with the team for mere days before being thrust into action due to an injury. Now he gets a Bronco, Broncos team in prime time, allowing the fifth most points to opposing quarterbacks. If you're looking for a streaming option this week, hopefully you grab Dobbs before waivers cleared earlier this morning. I love him this week, and honestly, he's a sneaky pickup for the rest of the season if you try to roll with a guy that didn't work out for you early in the year. Uh, what do you say? Do you think Josh Dobbs exceeds 22.4 points this week? I think he'll push it. I think he'll get to at least 20. Yeah. I see Denver. I see them winning against Denver, and I see Josh Dobbs having a game because, man, he came in and he hit the ground running with Minnesota. He has a very good opportunity with them seeing Green Bay again and with them seeing Chicago again. That's another thing. So, hey, I take him, man, in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'm loving Josh Dobbs this week. By the way, Bill uh, gave me a crap on this. He does not like Josh Dobbs this week. What? So, yeah, I can't I can't wait for him to be wrong about this one, too. Ah. Let's move over to the running back position that I'm buying this week, and that's Rashad White of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, projected 15.1 points. Not a lot of people are talking about this guy, but the last four weeks we have seen White break this projection, including a 28-point game against the Texans behind two rushing touchdowns. He's had 20 carries in back-to-back -back games, but he's been more effective catching out of the backfield with 93 receiving yards in the past two in the past two games combined. He does have a tough matchup with the 49ers this week. Uh, they're only allowing the ninth fewest points to running backs, but I do have faith that the volume alone are gonna is gonna get White to his projection this week. Bill's also crapping on this one as well. Uh, how do you feel about Rashad White this week? Oh, that's crap, baby. My 49ers are gonna eat him. They're gonna eat him. My guys have not really let by any run, rushing yards in the past few games. The passing game has been what's doing it. So Baker's got to be hitting Mike Evans. He's got to be hitting the passing game. He's got to be hitting those guys. If he thinks he's running the football against one of the best front sevens in the NFL, think again. That's crap, baby. I don't even know if you can call it a best front seven. It's like a best front, like, 14 because yeah. they're so deep. <laughs> on that deep, I mean, they've got starters as backups in yeah. San Francisco at this point. I don't get how they're doing it, hey, uh, but they are so is, deep on that front. Fred Warner is the unsung hero of that defense. You don't say enough about Fred Warner, but there's so many guys, so many variables around them. Hufunga over the top. I mean, you've got Armstead, you've got Chase Young, and, of course, the man Nick Bosa. So, yeah, yeah it's, hard to, it's hard to pick, but Rashad White, I mean, sorry, though. You got a former Gamecock on that defensive line in Cleveland Farrell. You got a former Gamecock in Javon Kinlaw. I mean, you're just you're stacked at defensive line. Listen, I'm this one might bite me this week, but I'm I I think the volume is there where he's gonna mm -hmm. he's even involved in the passing game. He's made the most of his of his of his passing pass catching ability. I think he had two catches for like 45 yards and a touchdown oh, yeah. in one of the last two games. So I like I said, I like Rashad White this week. Um, mm -hmm. especially if like you've got a guy like Jonathan Taylor on a bye or something like that. Absolutely. So um, let's move over to wide receiver, and this is this comes with a disclaimer. I started off with Amari Cooper as my wide receiver by this week until I found out the news that Deshaun Watson will be missing the rest of the season. 
So I changed my pick because it's my show and I get to do what I want to do. <laughs> I, I changed my pick. I'm buying Terry McLaurin this week. Projected 14, point, uh, 14 points even. Uh, the Commanders get a beaten and battered Giants team who will struggle to stay on the field offensively. Uh, I can't even think of the uh, of, of their starting quarterback going into this week. Now, baby. Um, but they're allowing the third most points to opposing wide receivers in fantasy. Uh, Bakerville might have called this low-hanging fruit. In their first game against each other back in week seven, McLaurin went off for 15 fantasy points, reeling in six catches on, on nine targets for 90 yards. Despite not hit, hitting his current projection in the past two weeks, uh, he surpassed 14 points four times in his past seven games. I think you were already starting him but I think you should feel even better about it after watching the show. Uh, Shannon, what say you? You like Terry McLaurin's chances this week? Oh, that's facts right there, man, because the Giants have been beaten down and battered. They can't really score any points. They can't, and they hang their defense out the dry. And plus, you got to also look at it, too. His quarterback is Sam Howell. So, fact right there for Terry McLaurin. Yeah, listen, um, Sam Howell is quietly having a phenomenal year in Washington. Absolutely. Like, nobody's really talking about Washington because of, like, the other stuff that they've had going on. Like, they traded away two of their best pass rushers mm-hmm. um, in, in at the trade deadline in Chase Young, and, and I can't think of the other guy's name, um, which would, you know, say one of the best pass rushers, and I can't name him. Right. Um, but the fact of the matter is that, like, everybody's viewing Washington as sort of a failure this year. Um, no. But this offense is putting up phenomenal, phenomenal uh, points. Uh, let's move over to. No, go ahead. They're reloading. That's what they're yeah. doing. They're reloading. I think honestly, like I like their running back situation, but I feel like they're like a stud running back away from being like a truly dynamic offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Let's move over to the tight end that I'm buying in this week, and that's Trey McBride, the Arizona Cardinals tight end, projected 11.5 points. Um, I've actually, it's listen, nobody's talking about this guy. And he's been on a roller coaster the last few weeks. He was becoming the most reliable target for Josh Dobbs. And then Dobbs got traded to Minnesota. And then last week in Kyler Murray's season debut, McBride saw nine targets and tallied 131 receiving yards, which is a career and a season high. He has seen no less than five targets in a game since week six and draws the Texas team, giving up the most points to opposing tight ends. I think you roll with Trey McBride with the utmost confidence this week. Um, listen, there's not a lot of tight ends in fantasy that kind of gets you really excited about nope. starting him outside of Travis Kelsey and maybe, in my opinion, Sam Laporta. Um, yep. What you say? What, what you think about Trey McBride this week, Shannon? As much as I want to say crap, I can't, man. It's fact there because uh, Kyler Murray, looking at the guys that he's got at receiver, is dwindling, man, and he needs a safety valve tight end, and he's got that in Trey McBride. So I'm going to go ahead and go facts. Yeah, McBride. McBride has been a very sneaky start in fantasy mm-hmm. this this year and it's 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 paid off for the guys who've started them um we're gonna get to that because aaron had a question about a couple guys whether he wanted to start uh, when we get into the bullies buddies audience participation uh, at go. the end of the show let's get into bully cells here for week 11 and in, 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 in fantasy football and i i took a dump on this guy a minute ago when we were talking about <laughs> his game against the broncos i'm selling josh allen this week he has projected 23 22.9 specifically fantasy points this week, who is Josh Allen? After after the terrible loss to the Broncos on, on Monday Night Football, uh, the Broncos now sit 5-5. Five and five. Uh, mm-hmm. In that game, we saw Josh Allen throw for under 200 yards and lose three turnovers, including two interceptions and one fumble. Now, granted, one interception was not his fault. Gabe Davis had the ball in his hands, dropped it, 
and it wound up in a, defend, a defensive back's hands. But he still turned the ball over three times. Now the Bills are getting the Jets, allowing the fifth fewest points to opposing quarterbacks. And the last time Josh Allen played against New York, all the way back in week one, if you remember the, the, the game that we saw Aaron Rodgers go down four plays in, Josh Allen turned the ball over four times and only scored 11 fantasy points. Listen, you're probably starting Josh Allen, but if you were able to draft a couple of really good quarterbacks, maybe you got your hands on Josh Dobbs, you might want to start the other guy this week. Uh, Shannon, what say you? You think you think Josh Allen comes close to making this 22.9 projection this week? Absolute big facts right there, man. You know, that dude, you got to sell him, man. I mean, and the reason why I'm saying sell him is because I got Stephon Diggs on my squad. And he's been ate up, basically. Now, I will say this. When it's come time, he's hit digs for some pretty good plays, and he's a PPR nightmare. One of the best PPR receivers out there, but Josh Allen. We never talk about all the interceptions Josh Allen throws. We will jump on Dak Prescott any time now, won't we? I mean, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I mean, listen, <laughs> it's, it's hard to really, like, talk about an overrated quarterback in the NFL right now. And not talk about Josh Allen at the top of that. Absolutely. List. Yes. I mean, he he honestly, he's starting to remind me of Ryan Fitzpatrick. He Ooh. got a big money contract in Buffalo. It's magic. And two years later, he was out, he was out in Buffalo. Mm. So mm -hmm. listen, um, Baker Bill has been off from this guy the entire season, and everybody else is starting to come around uh, on Josh Allen. I'll tell you a guy who I I'm I'm severely disappointed. In fantasy this season, and it's not because I have him in any on any of my rosters, but it's because he was finally given the keys to the castle, and he's he's run out of gas. He's broken down. He's got a flat tire. Um, he's he's driven off a bridge, uh, well, and and I I don't know where else to go with my <laughs> running back sell this week in Tony Pollard, fifteen point two projected fantasy points this this week. Um, you talk about an utter disappointment. He's now he's somehow. Which well, here's the crazy thing about it. He's somehow number twenty one in scoring amongst fantasy running backs this season. But all of his scoring came back from weeks one to three, and then one game in week six. He has scored under ten fantasy points in five of his last six games, including an easy matchup against the beaten, beaten and battered Giants uh, last week. Despite getting a ridiculously good matchup with the Panthers this week, yeah. allowing the second most points to opposing running backs, I would rather see Ezekiel Elliott back in a Cowboys uniform mucking up this running back room than starting Tony Pollard for the foreseeable future. Uh, how do you feel about my thoughts on Tony Pollard this week? Oh, I, say, I say that's a fact there, man. I think that Carolina's defense, even though I don't, we don't see Carolina winning this game, I think Carolina's defense is going to contain him, and that's going to be something that will be – it, it, it will be an easy matchup for Carolina when it comes to stopping them. They got to stop C.D. Lamb and all the other receivers that Dallas has gotten. Dak Prescott's the one want to fling the ball most of the game. Yeah, don't play Tony Pollard this week. Don't do it. I, listen, if you're looking, trade deadline should be coming up within the next week. Yes. If there's a chance that you can unload Pollard to maybe a Cowboys fan like Michael <laughs> Davis, or uh, you can unload somebody looking to get depth, like, let me get three really good starting running backs. Let me get Pollard and, and I don't know, like a Raheem Mostert and a DeAndre yeah. Swift to get an Austin Eckler. Like, do that because Pollard is not going to be the guy uh, yeah. going forward. Pedro coming back in the chat. Dallas losing this game would be something Dallas does. <laughs> 
in I fairness, hope, I pray, I pray they lose this game, man. In, in fairness, Dallas, uh, uh, Arizona's won two games this year, and one of those games was against Dallas. I mean, Pedro, you're not wrong, dude. You're not wrong. Uh, let's go over to my wide receiver cell this week. Uh, this one kind of hurts. Adam Thielen of the Carolina Panthers projected 15.1 fantasy points. This guy was on a roll, on a roll, starting the Very season from, in a PPR standpoint. But as long as Bryce Young is playing quarterback, as long as this team, if you if you listen to the Cat Cave this week, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't listened yeah. to the Cat Cave, go <laughs> to the Keep Pounding Podcast Network and listen to this week's Cat Cave because we talked a lot about the fact that this team is refusing to have a balanced offensive attack. Absolutely. As long as this team refuses to have a balanced attack, nobody on this offense is going to is, is going to get going anytime soon. Thielen was the only bright spot on this roster, especially when it comes to fantasy. The only fantasy relevant Panther uh, anyone should have been starting the season. He had a streak of 15-plus fantasy points coming from Week 2 that came into came to an end in Week 9 against the Colts. And despite seeing 10 targets and getting 6 catches, Thielen only rattled off 10.2 fantasy points last week. Back-to-back games under his current projection, and now the Panthers get a Cowboys defense, allowing the third-fewest points to wide receivers. The Panthers will not find the end zone this week, and I'm not sure if Thielen breaks double-digit fantasy points. I think, bench, I think you need to bench all Panthers – Offensive players, bench, bench every Panthers player in general in fantasy until further notice. Uh, Shannon, what say you? How do you feel about Adam Thielen this week? It's got to be a fact, man. I hate it so much, but you're absolutely correct. He was the only bright spot on that offense, the only consistent offensive player on this offense, and his offense has consistently let him down. So, yeah, go ahead and sit Adam Thielen. Sorry, dog. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate because, like, um, even, even he kind of got frustrated at the effort that they put out last week. Like you can tell not only the fans, but the players are starting to get frustrated with this team. That's, That's not a good sign. That's, That's not a good sign, but you're right. Um, we we're, we're running, we're running late. Uh, we're, we're running up against it here. So let's kind of rapid fire some of this stuff. Uh, I'm selling tight end Evan Ingram projected 11.3 points this week. Not a lot to talk about here. The Jags, um, uh, I'm sorry that the Jags opponent allowing the second fewest points to tight ends this season. Ingram yet to find true consistency in fantasy, having only outscored his current projection four times out of 10 games. I don't really like them uh, this week coming off an extremely disappointing loss to your 49ers. Uh, yes. And I think, I think uh, the guy that's going to produce the least from a fantasy perspective uh, for the Jags this week uh, will be Evan Ingram. Um, Shannon, you, you agree with that? Oh, I agree. That's facts, man. He was my, t- my tight end in fantasy. I don't even know why in the world I even got him. Yeah. Uh, I should mention, outside of Bill Crappen on Rashad White, he's agreed with everything else that I've said. He has oh, facted everything from wide receiver to tight end uh, when it comes to bullies, buys, and sells. Um, and that's your buys and sells for this week. Let's go into uh, bullies, buddies, uh, questions for fantasy football this week. Uh, we got a couple of audience questions, uh, starting with Volley Polly, who was on the show earlier tonight. Uh, he wants to know, Jordan Addison at the Broncos, or Adam Thielen versus the Cowboys. Uh, Shannon, I'm going to open this up. We, we just took a dump on Adam Thielen. I think the obvious answer here is Jordan Addison, right? Absolutely. Jordan Addison. Go ahead and start him. All right. Let's go to his second question. He wants us to pick two. Ty Chandler, the running back from Minnesota at the Broncos. Ryan Robinson against the Giants or Gus Edwards versus the Bengals. You got to pick two or three here. Shannon, what say you? Oh, man, I got to go with uh, Gus Edwards and go with Brian Robinson. 
Yeah, listen, it's hard to start. It's hard not to start anybody against the Bron- uh, the Giants right now. Uh, mm-hmm. The Broncos did a decent job of bottling up the Bills last week. Sure. Mike, my, my concern about Gus Edwards is the fact that they're bringing this guy, and I can't say his name off the top of my head. Uh, they're bringing this guy, uh, and it's going to drive me nuts not knowing. They've got another running back in in Baltimore mm-hmm. uh, that is getting some play time that, that's, that's put up some fantasy numbers the last few weeks. That's the only thing that has me concerned. Um, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to go Robinson and Chandler just for that very reason because I don't know the timeshare that Gus Edwards is going to be in, but I don't think you can go wrong. I think you start Ryan Robinson, and I don't think you can really go along with either one of them. Yeah. Uh, new follower to the show, Roger Hamrick, wants to know C.J. Stroud against the Cardinals or Josh Allen against the Jets. Again, we, 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 we sold Josh Allen this week. I think C.J. Stroud's the go. Yep, C.J. Stroud's got to be doing it. The Jets defense will eat up Josh Allen. I'm right there with you. All right. Uh, Sam Morris comes in and wants to know, Daryl Henderson Jr. against the Seahawks or Kareem Hunt against the Steelers? This is not a good option to Ugh. pick from. Uh, no Shannon, I'm, I'm going to open it up to you, man. He he, he like better in this. Ouch. Oh, man. I think I got to go with Kareem Hunt against the Steelers, man. I mean, the Steelers – have an upstart defense, but their offense is going to hang them out to dry. I, I like Daryl Henderson Jr. as well, but I think Kareem Hunt is going to be your best bet. Yeah, listen, I don't really – outside of Puka Nakua and, and Cooper Cup, there's not anybody <laughs> on that Rams offense that really excites nope. me at this point. Nope. Um, I'm going to go Kareem Hunt as well. I know there's, there's sort of a timeshare in Cleveland right now with Hunt and Jerome Ford, but considering that there's no Deshaun Watson the rest of the year – they're going to have to rely on the run run game. I'm going Kareem Hunt. Uh, the last last one here for Bully's Buddies questions here. Aaron wants to know, he's got to start two. Cole Komet, tight end for Chicago. Trey McBride, Tyler Boyd. Again, remember, there's no uh, T. Higgins this week for, for Cincinnati. And Jerome Ford, we just talked about, I just talked about Jerome Ford being in a timeshare with Kareem Hunt. Um, listen, you're starting Trey McBride. Because uh, hey, obviously this is, he's talking about a tight end here. So you're starting Trey McBride. Absolutely. And Tyler Boyd, it's 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 hard to say because Tyler Boyd, even when other receivers for Cincinnati have 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 missed time, Tyler yeah. Boyd has, has been sort of hit or miss and touchdown reliant. Um Chicago just gets Justin Fields back. The Lions uh, yes. have given up a lot of yards. Um mm-hmm. it's gonna sound crazy. I think you should start both of the tight ends. What say you, Shannon? You know, I, I really think that. McBride and committed the way or the way to go. I really think they are. I mean, I'm not really feeling t- uh, Tyler Boyd, and Jerome Ford is kind of hitting this as well too. I think you're. I think you can't go wrong with the tight ends. I mean, you've got young quarterbacks playing right now, and they need safety valves. So get those tight ends in there. I think you'll get points. Sam Morris wants to know. She got in right, right in the nick of time here, uh, coming to join the show to get her to get her little bit of fantasy advice. I'm glad she got to join the show. Um, that's that's all we've got for Bullies Buddies questions for fantasy football talk. Uh, listen, this has been a really fun show. A lot of a lot of fan interaction, at least early. Um, a lot of people coming in to join the show. Shannon, at the end of our show, we do a Homer's Corner where we get to kind of go and talk about one thing that we like to talk about. And uh, when I asked you, you kind of just wanted to say you wanted to, to give thanks. So we're going to le- open the floor and and let you give us your Homer's Corner this week. Okay, now. Um... Last spring, I was eating dinner with my good friend, Mr. Dillinger, who actually was my seventh grade teacher. A lot of history with uh, Mr. D. Love that guy. He's a big sports guy. 
He taught me um, history back in seventh grade. We became friends as, as I grew older. We were eating one day and a young guy by the name of Michael Davis overheard our conversation about college basketball. He extended his hand to me. He gave me his phone number and said, I'd love to have you on one of my sports shows. I do a sports podcast. I'd love to have you. I said, sure. Well, come to find out, we're wrestling fans as well, too. So he featured me on his Wednesday show, Drop the Mic with Michael Davis. We developed a very good friendship. He opened up his uh, invitation to Out of Pocket, his show on Fridays, which was a live show. I had the most fun doing this. I enjoyed it. Then all of a sudden, he introduced me to guys like Ryan Frick over here. If I can get my uh, yeah, thing. it's hard. We so, still yeah, can't. Yeah, see, we still we still can't get it right. We've been doing this weeks. We still can't. <laughs> he introduced me to Ron Frick, and we had a great time with our triple threat match for MD's Drop the Mic Wrestling Podcast. Introduced me to the Cat Cave. We've been doing that for a couple of weeks. I want to tell you, Ron, from someone who used to commentate his Madden games as a kid. To someone who grew up as a big fan of Sports Center, ESPN, and wanted to be on it one day, I gotta thank you. I gotta thank Des. I gotta thank Mike Davis. I gotta thank Carson Williams. Everybody who I've been able to be on shows with for this past year, I've enjoyed every bit of it. I enjoyed Banker Bill having me on Tap Out Some Touchdowns, doing select picks with you guys. I appreciate everything. I had the most fun on this show tonight. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for having me. I know I'm not Banker Bill, but I'm prettier than he is. So anytime <laughs> you want to go on vacation, Bill, anytime you want to go on vacation, run. Give me a call. I will be there in a heartbeat. Thanks, guys. That's amazing, man. Thank you. No, listen, I appreciate all the kind words. It's been it's been fun uh, having you on the Cat Cave. And, and at some point, we are going to get Michael Davis Back with us on the Cat Cave. The three of us are going to host that show together. Uh, Sam, you did miss some of the good stuff, but you can always go back and watch it <laughs> on the Facebook page, on the YouTube channel, or wherever it is that you get your podcast, be it Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, so on and so forth. It will be posted uh, later tonight. Um, but yeah, Shannon, listen, it's, it's been a pleasure meeting you and having you on the shows, and 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 it's the, the conversation we've had have, have been phenomenal. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very humbled by the kind words. Um, all right. Sam's going to check out the podcast later on. Uh, my Homer's corner is going to stick with the South Carolina Gamecocks. Uh, I mentioned last week that my lady Gamecocks beat up on Notre Dame over in France and they followed it up with another top 25 beat down. Yeah. Back in the United States, uh, which propelled them to where they should be back as the number one team in the country. And nothing is more dangerous than a Don Staley coached team yeah. with a chip on their shoulder. Absolutely. My Lady Gamecocks back number one in the country. And the men's team is quietly 3-0 on the season with a win. You stole a recruit from us. Yeah. Stole hope, listen, I'll take it, man. I'll <laughs> take it. We got a win over Virginia Tech a, a, a couple, I think about a week and a half ago. Uh, the, we, we just beat VMI last week. It wasn't a pretty game, but we still get the win. And a men's game, the men's basketball team projected to be dead last in the SEC. Mm. Currently sits 3-0 and on the season with a win over an ACC team. So I am pretty excited 
about that. Ladies and gentlemen, we went a little late this week, but what else is new? We go late every week. Uh, we didn't, didn't keep you that long. A quick reminder, if you want to find the show, facebook.com slash tapouts and touchdowns. Again, humbled by all the new followers we got today. Almost over 500 followers at this point. We are driving towards 1,000. So tell your friends, share the page, make sure everybody knows about tapouts and touchdowns on facebook.com slash tapouts and touchdowns on X at tapouts and TDs. And you can search for tapouts and touchdowns on YouTube uh, to find all of our content, be it the football shows live on Wednesdays, the wrestling shows. We actually have a brand new wrestling show coming up this Monday. We've already recorded the show, did PJ Steven and I, where we are previewing Survivor Series. We're talking a little New Japan. And we sort of like previewed uh, AEW's Full Gear event that will have already taken place by the time it comes out. Full Gear takes place this weekend. Uh, but a brand new wrestling episode coming next Monday to tap out some touchdowns, as well as the show that Shannon and I host together called The Cat Game over on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel or the Keep Pounding Podcast Network, wherever it is that you get your podcast. Thanks to everybody who was a part of the conversation tonight for the likes and loves that we got on Facebook. Roy Stevens, Michael Davis, Shauna Tomer, Derek, Derek Polly, Volley Polly, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Bill Tomer, Kirk Porter, Pedro Guillen, everybody who was in the chat tonight, be it Sam, uh, Trey Tolls, uh, Aaron Thompson, again, Pedro, uh, and, and a special shout-out uh, to Michael Davis, Heather Kirkland-Taylor, uh, Tara Tomer. Uh, thanks for everybody who joined the conversation tonight. And spread the good word of Tap Outs and Touchdowns to your friends. And let's continue to grow this uh, this show on a weekly basis. For Shannon Smith, we'll see you next week. It's your guy, Bully Rye, and we'll see you next week right here on Tap House and Touchdowns.